are welcome to Face to Face Broadcast. Enjoy the dynamic teaching ministry of Pastor Tibby Peters, the President of Renaissance Assembly Incorporated. This message will take you from where you are to where you ought to be. Alright, yesterday we had our singles time. Amen. Singles classic. It was an awesome one. And um, tomorrow is for the couples only. Amen. Legally. Legal couples. Amen. Legitimate couples. Hallelujah. Let me say legit. <laughs> Legitimate couples. So, that will be for tomorrow. Today, we are having a combined session. The singles and couples. Um, for now, I think this was the best we could do to have singles alone, singles and couples, because you can never have enough time to deal with relationship issues. Hallelujah. Praise God. Even if we had a one-week conference, we won't be true. Yeah, we won't be true. Because, let me even explain it this way. Teaching on relationships are more the teachings on relationship or issues of relationship are more complex than teaching on redemption. Let me tell you why. Because relationship, redemption deals with God. God's side is settled. Relationship deals with another human being. Are you understanding me? Aha. Uh-huh. So, there are a lot of complexities about that. Alright? And our human relationships are very important. Very, very important. Our human relationships can determine how fulfilled we will be in our time on earth. Our time on earth is influenced or affected by our human relationships. Are you, you understand that? Yeah, so, and um, some people think that God doesn't care about human relationships. You are mistaken. The whole of Proverbs is practical wisdom. On human relationships. Are we together? Chapter 1 to 31. Practical wisdom. On how to manage human relationships. Amen. At a point the scripture was saying something. It said. Answer not a fool. According to his fooling. Alright. <laughs> Lest. You be considered also a fool. Are you understanding me? Then just the next verse now says. Answer a fool according to his fool. If not, he will think he's wise. Are you understanding me? What is, why is it contradicting? No, no, no. The, what he's saying is that there are some circumstances where you should answer the fool. And there are some circumstances where you should not answer the fool. That means human relationships are not straight jackets. Amen. You need wisdom to know how to apply knowledge. Am I complicating? Someone say, eh, I went somewhere, they were just shouting, I just kept quiet and left. There are some places you should keep quiet. There are some places you should shout. If you don't know where to shout, you shout in the wrong place, they will slap you. Then you keep quiet in the wrong place, they will still slap you. Are you understanding me? So, <laughs> are we together? So human relations, the, one of the things God has done for us by giving us his wisdom is so that we'll be able to manage the human relationships on earth. Am I communicating? If not, we didn't need this wisdom. We didn't need this wisdom. There are certain virtues that God has given us. The virtue in itself 
um, um, is instructive in the sense that um, it, it can tell you how God sees what will happen. Let me give you an example. Why did God put patience in our spirits? Amen. If we didn't need to wait for anything. Hallelujah. If we didn't need to wait for anything, He wouldn't have given us patience. He gave us patience because there are some things we will have to wait for. Hallelujah. Everything is not going to happen like this. Glory to God. So He gave us patience. In the same way, He gave us wisdom. Hallelujah. Because there are places we will come to where we might need to make decisions and we must make the right decisions. Hallelujah. Are we together? We must make the right decisions. We must make the right decisions. What has been on my heart between yesterday and today is about choices, decisions. Hallelujah. And that's what I want to talk about. Hallelujah. Are we together? So we must make the right. And the issue about making the right decisions is dependence on wisdom. Glory to God. Wisdom. Many people have lost wonderful relationships, even marriages, not because of any other thing. It's not because they are too fat. It's not because they are too tall. It's not because they are broke. Wisdom. Lack of wisdom. Praise God. Are we together? The scripture says wisdom is a defense. It's a defense. What it means is that a man that is wise will not suffer the effects of lack as a man that is a fool. Are you understanding me? A man that is wise will not suffer the effects of a crisis as much as a man that lacks wisdom. The same experience can happen to two people. One will withstand it because of wisdom. The other will go down because he lacks wisdom. Am I communicating? I tried yesterday for us not to have a sermon. I'll try again today to have a talk. Amen. Alright? Rather than just have a, a, a typical message. And um, I believe that somehow um, you will find answers that you're looking for. Hallelujah. And you will live here wiser in managing human relationships. You know, most of the time, when we say we have a relationship program, and people come, they want us to talk about spousal relationships. My husband, my wife, my fiancé, the person I'm engaged to, and so on and so forth. They're thinking in that line. But the truth is this. If you've not even understood how to manage normal relationships, it's likely you have a challenge managing a spousal relationship. Am I communicating? Yeah, that's people that don't know how to manage any relationship. Go and check their neighbors. They are not managing relationship well. Are you understanding me? They have problem with their neighbors. They have problem with their colleagues. They have problem with their family. Have you ever put like that? Say, uh, say, um, ah, what about your 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 uncle, your brother? So we're not talking. And what happened? Say, don't mind us, my family people. They think this, 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 that, 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 that. Okay, oh, okay, no problem. Then you get to his neighborhood. He says, please, don't meet any of my neighbor. Just follow me to my house. <laughs> Just follow me to my house. You come to see him at his office, you know. You sit down by his desk and you smile at somebody. Say, that one is a wicked person. Now, listen, if, and I'm talking now, if you find yourself in a situation 
And sometimes, some people don't realize that that's what's happening to them already. That they are the ones that have problems with everybody. Are you understanding me? They see the way they see it. Everybody has problems with them. No, you have problems with everybody. That means that wisdom is not being exercised. God has put virtues in you. You have to deliberately use them. Amen. Let's use the example of love. Glory to God. The love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Ghost. We can decide not to use the love. Are we together? You can have, maybe you're a wife here, you have in-laws. And uh, I heard that there are some ladies that are praying that the men they will marry would have lost their mother, the, the mothers before they married them. You understand that? So that they will have peace. Yeah, I heard that. You know? And um, you can have a mother-in-law that you are, the same mother-in-law you are having headache with. If another wife was in that house, she would not have had an issue with her. Why? Wisdom. Wisdom. As counseling a sister, I had issues with her mother-in-law. Her mother-in-law said something offensive to her. And she responded. I said, you have started a war that you cannot finish. I said, you have started a war that you cannot finish. You know, the Bible says that before you go into war, you count the cost. Are you understanding me? I said, this one, you do not count the cost. You have started a war you cannot finish. He said, the woman provoked her. I said, look. You know, her response, <laughs> and when the wahala was coming, it was coming from every corner. Let me say something to you. If you are a husband here, never join your wife to fight her own mother. Are you understanding me? If you are a wife, don't join your husband to fight his own family. <laughs> because they will come for you. Are you understanding me? <laughs> Listen, don't join. Don't join. Never join. Am I communicating? And there's a mistake a lot of people make. The husband is arguing with his mother. You come and say, please, please, don't talk to my husband like that. <laughs> well, thank God that you are in this meeting. Amen. Please, don't do that. Don't do that. If there's somebody that you should correct. Listen, anytime there is a conflict and it's your in-laws, the conflict is your in-laws, you have to be careful how you get involved. Now, there's an attitude I don't want you to have to say, it's not my business. It's not my business, we still make it your business. No, it's not that it's not your business. You'll be careful how you are involved. Because the way they will be interpreting what you say or what you do will not be the same as you thought. Are you understanding me? Yeah. Let me talk to those of you that are not yet married. You're not yet married and you are in a relationship with someone. Um, if 
the person already has conflicts with his family members even before you got married. You have to manage the relationship with wisdom. Am I communicating? You have to manage your wisdom. Let me tell you why. Because you are not going to be in control of all the things that will happen in your marriage. If it happens that something happens to your spouse, forbid, maybe he's hospitalized or she's hospitalized, or even case of death. And that family that you are not talking to, you will know that is their brother <laughs> and is their sister. Are you listening to me? So, that idea that I am married to my spouse, you might hear me in church when we're talking in weddings and I say, I'm, I'm, that's the opportunity I have to warn the family members, don't disturb this couple. Are you understanding me? Leave them to live in their marriage. As I'm warning them, it's good. Don't go and warn them. I've warned them already. <laughs> now, your own job, you must be United Nations. Amen. <laughs> Are you listening to me? Your own job is to make sure that never ever be comfortable if everybody in that family is against you. Are you listening to me? Pray about it. Pray about it. You start praying about it. You pray about it. It is wrong for you to be in a family where you are the husband, the whole family of the wife that are against you. And you are okay. Or you are the wife, the whole family of the husband they are against you and you are okay. No, it shouldn't be okay. It shouldn't be okay. That's why if something happens to this person, they will say, uh-huh. Because they already have animosity. Are you understanding me? So don't be okay. And I say this, it is selfish of you to think that because you married somebody, the person shouldn't have anything to do with their family again. Are you understanding me? How? If, they were, if, they, if the family, they didn't have family, um, uh, they came, everybody came from somewhere. Amen. Are we together? What we're saying is that family will not be allowed to control what we are doing in this marriage. Are we together? But we recognize that family exists. Praise God. Family exists. You must recognize that family exists. And any decision that the couple is taking concerning family must be together, in agreement. Am I communicating? It must be in agreement. This is what we're going to do. This is how we're going to handle it. Anything you don't understand, ask. Get clarity. Okay, if so so happens, what do we do? So so happens. I use examples in that you know in my own family. Um, my family, my parents, or my own side of the family, is more um, intrusive. Are you understanding me? That's the right word, right? In um, in, the, in our family life, you understand that um, they want to know this about what the children are doing, this, that, that, that. Are you understanding me? Okay. And then there are certain things maybe I feel shouldn't be that way. And then maybe I might give an instruction and tell my wife, I don't want so, so, and so, and so. Now, but when she's managing instruction, as it concerns my folks, she has to exercise wisdom. Are we together? Just exercise wisdom. And there are times where she will come back and say, please, come, tell them by yourself. Are you understanding me? 
And she does that a lot. And so, as long as I may even be offended, like, ah, I've already told you what to say. Say, no, 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 no. This one will be better. You say it. Some things are not big issues. And most of the time, families, see, are petty. Are you as enemy? So it's not the big issues that cause the big problems. There are always the small issues. I told you a story of one of my uncles that came. Uh, we had a family event. My parents were doing something. Um, I can't remember even what it was. You know, a family event. So we were there. And there's an uncle. All those uncles, you know. Um, came from the village. He came for the event. He was seated. And they were sharing food. So, I was going around making sure that people are, are people eating there? Are people eating there? Are people eating there? You know, like that, going around checking. Then the uncle called me. He called me, said, Come. I, maybe I thought he wanted water, or he wanted toothpick or something. So I walked up to him. He said, I should sit down. I, I, I can't sit down in this event where I run up and down. He said, He wants to tell me something. So he was quiet in a way like he wants to tell me something that happened before I was born. You know that kind of thing. <laughs> so his mood made me wonder what he wanted to tell me. Then he said, I have found out that something is wrong with me. So I didn't get it. I said, I don't understand. He said, I found out something is wrong with me. I said, how? Then he said, see what happened. I can't remember what he was saying now, but he said, they brought Eba and soup. They gave that person, gave that person, they skipped me, gave that one. Another person came brought rice. It started from here, starting when they reached my side, it finished. Is something not wrong with me? <laughs> now, the first thought was, is that why food? So I said, hey, they didn't give you food. What? Wait. I went and brought everything for him. Now that man can leave the place and say, it's the wise people that give me food. Are you understanding me? But it was not so. So, petty issues. I'm talking about petty issues. And I use my own family for an example. Some issues are just petty. It could be that my mom, my own mom, wants the children to come over and stay with them. And then I'm considering school. I'm considering maybe church. They have something to do in church or something. Then I say, okay, they'll go on um, Friday and come back on Saturday. And then maybe my mom says, no, I want them to come, I want them to stay until Sunday evening. Then I know, no, no, they have to do their homework. And they'll be playing over there. I, you know, children and their grandparents, nothing serious ever happens around there. Are you understanding? You know, nothing serious happens around there. You understand that? So, I say, no, no, they're going to come back. Then, uh, this conversation is not going between me and my mom. It's likely going between me, my wife, and my mom. Are you understanding me? So, my, then my wife says, um, so she asked me, when, when are they coming back? Saturday. 
Then grandma said, no, they're coming back Sunday. I said, they're my children. They're coming back on Saturday. And then he says, okay, see, call your mother. Are you understanding me? Because maybe for her, it doesn't matter whether they come on Saturday or Sunday. Sure, if they come on Sunday, it's better for her. Are you understanding me? But it shouldn't be interpreted that way. That it is me. Are you getting me? Okay, so it, those kind of things happen. Praise God. You need wisdom. Praise God. Wisdom. And today, because I'm talking about wisdom, you will use wisdom more than you've ever used it. In your human relationships. Alright? Alright, so I, I just said that for those of you that just got... Um, you're in a relationship and all that things building. It matters a lot how you manage those things. But back to what I was saying. That in all our human relationships, we have to be able to manage them with wisdom. And what we mean by managing them with wisdom is that you are making the right decisions as the occasions um, present themselves. Are you understanding me? You're making the right decisions. Yesterday, I said something. I want to bring that into today. I talked about choices and I said there are three ways people make choices. And the way you make your choices will determine how fulfilled or happy you will be. And um, why... Is it that people make their choices that way? Some people were wired that way. Some that's how they were raised. You know, they were raised that way. Some were circumstance. You understand that? So I talked about the three ways. I said some people make choices based on their feelings or emotions. Amen. That's number one. Emotions. Everybody say emotions. They always make their choices based on emotions. That means that there are some people that the reason they entered the relationship is the way the guy gave them the flower. Are you understanding? So anytime, even when he's beating them, they're remembering the flower. I just I love him. Nobody has ever given me flower before. Are you understanding me? This flower, are you understanding me? It's flower. You want to die because of flower. So all the decisions they make, even in their place of work, some are not spousal relationships. But in their place of work, if their emotions make them decide whether they're going to continue working there or they're living there. Are you understanding me? I'm talking to believers, right? You cannot be 100% emotionally driven. You will wreck your destiny. Amen. Are we together? So, we have people like that. They make, and some of them have been grown up in life. They are now mature. They are men and women. Some of them might even be in their 50s. But they are, the, all decisions they ever made in life were based on emotions. So you have somebody that says, um, we started this partnership, I wasn't feeling it anymore, I wasn't feeling it, so I just left. Are you understanding me? I just left. Uh, what did they do to you? Nothing. Was there any economic or profitable opportunity that presented itself that made you leave? Not exactly, not exactly, you know. You know, I, I was just feeling it. <laughs> I mean, I put a talk like that. Don't be someone that the decisions you make are always based on your feelings and your emotions. Because emotions and feelings can change. Amen. You know, emotions and feelings are not permanent. They are 
passive and transit. It, what I mean is that you could have a feeling right now and it could change just now. Alright? If I just come and say, Oh, bad news. Maybe I just announced something. You say, Oh, then you feel bad. The next minute you can be laughing. Are you understanding me? When I crack a joke. That's feeling. So imagine that you're always making your decisions. Some of you, your financial decisions are based on emotions. Praise God. Based on emotions. And people that spend based on emotions will always be broke. Are you understanding me? Are you understanding me? You just spend based on emotions. And you know, when people are emotional, what you just do, you take them into a shop and just wear them the thing. When they feel it, they buy it. No calculation, nothing about whether ah, is your house rent you are spending? Are you understanding me? Is your house rent you are spending? No, they are not thinking like that. It's how they feel at that moment. It's how they feel at that moment. That's why you can have somebody that collected his salary and enters Ishewu shop. Ishewu uh, joints. That's what I mean. And then you just say, give me one. They give him it. He say, this is very sweet too. <laughs> Bring a second one. Are you understanding me? <laughs> this is very sweet too. Are you understanding me? There's a, they are the kind of people that people just hail them. They say, give him one. <laughs> are you understanding me? It's emotions. It's a, once you have appealed to their emotions, they are good to go. Praise God. There are some people, somebody just whispered something in their ear. <laughs> they are finished. <laughs> you understand that? So, even when you're raising children, you have to teach them to learn how to live above their emotions. Hallelujah. How to live above their emotions. You might have heard a popular saying that if you put passion and reason in a ring, passion will win. Are you understanding me? That means that sometimes, because the way some of us were raised, I feel for a lot of people that read Mills and Boons all through their life when they were growing up and then uh, watch Indian films. Are you understanding me? Hello. You know, there, truly there are some movies that are moving. Are you understanding me? That everybody that watches it will be moved. But there are some people that they cry in every movie. They can even come to church now. They are not praying. They are not reading. I say, what happened? Huh? What, what is the name of this Mexican film? Tell me one of them again. Eh? What, the Mexican super brass. Call a name. Eh? A lady's name. Or the, this. Salvador. Okay. Is it Salvador or something like that? Okay. A sister will come to church. And she's not happy. You say, what happened? Say, you can you imagine? She broke Salvador's heart. <laughs> now, you know, let me say this to you. Just as somebody can be physically unhealthy, some people are also emotionally unhealthy. So, if you make your choices based on emotions 
all the time. You enter that relationship solely based on an emotion. That's the type that everybody will be telling you clear cut things. Are you understanding me? Ah, ah, that guy, no now. That lady, no now. You sit down. You say, it's true what I say is true. But when you see the person, are you imagining? That's emotions. Emotions. Hallelujah. When you become someone that is always overwhelmed with emotion, you know what emotion will happen? You, it means that you always shut the voice of wisdom. Amen. Never allow the voice of wisdom to speak. The second set of people make choices based on logic. They will say logic. Reasoning. They are very calculative. You know. They look at things. They analyze. Then they make decisions. That's a little better than emotions. But that's not God's best. Hallelujah. Okay? So, there are some sisters that, as guys talking, you are from where? They say, you are from, okay. They have checked, they've checked, they check. Ah, okay. Hmm. Uh, he received three calls when he was talking. It's like he's a businessman. <laughs> are you understanding me? They are calculated. Everything is calculation. Are you understanding me? Everything is calculation. And um, we just met one, so he has already bought Susan, so that means he's a generous man. Are you understanding me? So they arrive at conclusions based on calculations. Then the third category of choices I put that make choices based on truth. Amen. Based on truth. Everybody say truth. And as believers, God expects us to make our choices based on truth. There are certain things that we might feel emotionally, but they are not true. There are certain things that we might calculate and come to an answer, but that answer is not the truth. Are you understanding me? So at the end of the day, we will follow the truth rather than the logic. We will follow the truth rather than our feelings. Amen. Am I communicating? That's why the superiority of truth over logic and feelings is what makes that somebody I, I shared this story once you know, there's a sister we used to know in our younger years, you know, they, those are one of the first friends that we had that got married, you know or were about to get married as the case might be um, there's an age you get to your friends start getting married, alright so we were quite young at that time but this um Ladies now, people were approaching them for marriage and they were about to get married. So she was one of those kind of sisters. And something happened. She had met this guy. He's a believer. He was... Um, he had a good job. Fantastic job. And we were, I, we were all happy for her. Wow, you're getting married. Her family and the guy's family, they had... Uh, um, um, started talking. You understand that? So, I think it was her birthday. We all went to see her. So, she asked to see me after people were leaving. She said, please, can you just wait? I'd like to talk to you. So, she said to me, um, I want to say something that I've not told anybody. 
And um, I, I, don't, I didn't feel I was the closest person to her for her to tell me that. There were one or two other people there that I felt were closer to her. But she chose to mention it to me. So I, I was listening. And then she said, um, this is my marriage thing. The guy is a nice guy. He's a good person. He's born again. He has money. He's the kind of person I like to hang around. But in my spirit, he's not the one. Amen. She said, but we've gone so far that I will be like a mad person to say that. I can't even voice it to my parents or anybody around. And I've looked at all my friends. The only person I can tell that kind of thing that will understand is you. What do you think? <laughs> of course, people have asked me those kind of questions you know, a lot of times. And uh, I said, you know, that's a very serious thing. So I asked a few questions. She answered me. And I want to be sure that it's not like the guy offended her that week. Are you understanding me? You know, there are some sisters that are emotional. The brothers too are emotional. That they can interpret offense as the voice of the Spirit. Are you understanding what I'm saying? You have to separate those things. Amen. Are you hearing me? That he has not called you this week. Are you thinking that the Lord is not saying something? It has nothing to do with the Lord is saying something. Are you understanding me? So I had to be sure. There was no offense. And when she explained to me, I knew what it was. And I said, you need courage to go with truth. Amen. Truth. That is in your heart. And uh, I prayed with her. And I said, don't say it's me that said. But I understand what you're talking about. She's married today. She didn't marry that guy. And um, she's happy that she did the right thing. Amen. <laughs> Excuse me. Now, what I'm trying to say to you is that there are times where your emotions are pointing in a different direction. Logic is pointing in a different direction, but truth is saying this way. Amen. This way. Even in business. Glory to God. In business, the same thing. Now, where I want to end is this. That you have received direction or you are following truth does not mean there will not be challenges. Did you hear me? That you are following truth does not mean there won't be challenges. Some say, I don't know what's happening. I thought my marriage was the will of God. Why are we having challenges? Uh -uh. When Paul was told by the Spirit of God to go to Philippi, it was by the Spirit of He had a vision. He had a vision. Come over to Macedonia and help us. The man stood up and said, the Lord has spoken. He went there. That's where he went to. That's the place he went to jail first. Are you listening to me? It was in following truth he had that challenge. He went to jail. So, 
You can be following truth and there will be opposition. Someone, I've heard of cases where the Spirit of God is leading the husband, uh, the, the, the man, leading the lady, but the parents say, lie, lie. You know, preaching, you say, lie, lie. It will not happen. Are we together? This, then they say, if it's will of God, why are we having these challenges? No, there will be challenges. Praise God. There will be challenges. Now, when you are following truth and challenges show up, wisdom is what you need. Amen. Amen. Wisdom. And that's what I'm talking about, wisdom. If you don't make the right decisions, you might abandon truth. Are we together? You might abandon, you know it is truth, but you abandon it. And you will start giving yourself excuses. Hallelujah. Where there is no wisdom also, people are married, or people are in a relationship, and then they are going through hard places and rough places and rocky paths. Why? Because there is no wisdom. Glory to God. There is no wisdom. Let me give an instance. I will use an illustration that is not relationship. Let me use an illustration of someone that was praying and God led him to Renaissance Assembly. He's a minor, you know, that's still living with his parents. And then God led him to Renaissance Assembly and he starts coming to church. Now, then, your parents go to some place or they go to a place that um, it's not the place for you. Are you understanding me? Where well, you found your place. We, we've been there. Praise God. And then you go for Thursday service and come back. See where are you coming from? Church. It's okay. On Sunday you go, you come back. Where are you coming from? Church. They start saying, um, before you go to church, make sure you do this thing. You do this one, you do this one, you do this one. You say, okay. The day you didn't do one, they come back and say, is this church, is because of this church, you are not doing, are you understanding me? When they start talking like that, don't ignore it. Amen. Are we together? Now I'm using that illustration, but it's also in spousal relationships. Don't ignore it. Wisdom will tell you that crisis is coming. Amen. <laughs> but it can be averted. Am I communicating? It can be averted. It can be averted. So, when I meet sometimes, you see, meet some young people, I know that most of the time, the troubles a lot of young folks enter is lack of wisdom. Amen. Lack of wisdom. Lack of wisdom. Lack of wisdom. I lived with my parents. I used to attend fellowship. And then, at that stage, we were just the kids living alone. We always had help at home, but at the point, no more help. We have to learn how to do things by ourselves, according to my parents. So, we started living. And then I have to go for this meeting, and then I have to go for that meeting, and then I have to go for that meeting. So, you exercise wisdom in some things that you will do. Amen. Are we together? There are some very bizarre things that I had to learn how to do. Glory to God. There was one time they, were, they said I was supposed to fry yam. I cut the yam, <laughs> peeled it, 
left it in water, then went for fellowship. So that when I come back, it's a fry. Are you understanding me? Are you listening to what I'm saying? Are you, are you getting what I'm saying? That's you are already thinking. Then there are times my younger ones, I'll gang up and say, um, I'm thinking of them not eating something that I have to cook. Are you understanding me? I say, are you not tired of eating rice? <laughs> I know sometimes they say, yes, we are tired. What if we just eat bread? It's okay, no problem. Then I arrange it in, I can say, this bread is that, eat it by 8 o'clock. Are you understanding me? This one, that one, that one, that one. There are many times that I avoided Wahala. Are you understanding me? That period, my parents were doing something, so they normally come back about 9, 30, 10 o'clock. Then I have to rush back. There are times I got into trouble. As I'm coming back, I'm trying to prepare the food. Then my parents come back, and they have not eaten. Hey, is this fellowship? <laughs> Am I communicating? Now, what I'm saying applies to a spouse too. A wife in the house. A husband. Let your good, the Bible says, not be evil spoken of. Have you heard that before? Let your good not be evil spoken of. Your good will be evil spoken of when your good is not practiced with wisdom. Amen. I'm remembering something now. There are some wives that is when the husband is supposed to go to work, that's when you, you do your one hour in tongues. I was advising a, sister, a lady one time. I said, if your husband has a misunderstanding with you, let your tongues not be loud. I knew why I was saying so. He said, why? <laughs> I said, because he will think that you are praying against him. Especially if your husband is not even saved. He just said, um, this is the dada. I've told you before, this is the dada. He now said, thank you, honey. What will he think? He will come back and say, Is it me you are praying against? Wahala has started. Are you understanding me? Because you are not exercising wisdom. You have, your husband has to be at work by 8 o'clock. Alright? And then he has to leave by 7. But it's by that 7 you open your devotional. Come and hear what Pastor TV said though. Mm. It's not to be going to work. You know what? You want your husband to be Pastor TV's enemy. That's all. Amen. You know that as a spouse, you can make your spouse hate church or like church. Are you understanding me? Yeah, you can. And it's not the fault of the church. It's the way you package it. Glory to God. It's the way you are doing it. I have pastored for a while and I've met many parents. I've met aggrieved parents. And maybe exception of one. All of them that have come, when we finish talking, they become quiet. Are you understanding me? Then they will say, some of them will say, 
advise my child. I've seen that is a problem. That's all happened. And you will find out that most of the time is the believer not walking in wisdom. Now the scripture says that we should walk in wisdom with them that are without. Amen. Especially those that don't understand what we're doing. It's lack of wisdom that also makes some brothers, all the sisters have said no to them. Hello. Uglier brothers have been have been accepted. Uglier brothers have been accepted. More broke brothers have been accepted. So it's not about that. He said, I don't know what's wrong. Is it my the way my voice is Andy? I don't know. You know, I've not even started saying what I want to say. Say, I know where you are going. I know where you are going. <laughs> Amen. Lack of wisdom. And sometimes because the brothers... <laughs> Praise God. Let me not go there. But it's important to know that even in proposal, you need wisdom. All the brothers that have not proposed yet, stand up. Stand up, stand up. You are not married, stand up. At least somebody has not agreed yet, stand up. Now listen to me very well. There's a mistake I see a lot of brothers make in this generation. And I want to help you not to make those mistakes. If you meet... Let's use her again for example. Sister Perpetua, stand up. You two stand up. Are you single? You're single? Okay, okay. You just have to ask These days, it's not by looking at the face of... <laughs> Praise God. Now, you're a brother. You are talking with Sister Favor. And every time I say things like, hey, Hmm. I don't know these days all the sisters when we want to talk marriage now we don't know what they will say that same statement you made to her you made it to her too you made it to the other sister, you made it to the other sister. all of them when they meet they say he's always talking about marriage they, they talk oh <laughs> don't forget some brothers forget that they talk the lines you are using all of them have heard it Listen, I'm, 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 I'm counseling you. <laughs> Sit down, sisters. But brothers, keep standing. Understand that you can have regular relationships with sisters that must not go in that direction. Amen. If in the course of your relationship with several of them, you find the one that you want, that's the one you take that step. Don't take that step with four. Trying out four. Are you understanding me? And you don't know, you are shooting yourself in the you just like... Are you understanding me? You are shooting yourself. Because they talk. And there's the way sisters talk. They don't say, it's not the way brothers talk. Are you understanding me? You just find out that. <laughs> All of them just seem to know your moves. Are you understanding me? Some know. They're just waiting to see the full manifestation of what... Are you understanding me? It's true. So, when you go out of your way and start talking to 
several sisters. You know, there are some brothers that they can never meet a sister and not talk about marriage. Are you understanding me? They can never meet a sister and not talk about marriage. And then it's like you are a serial. What's it called? <laughs> you they can never... And you, you keep making those mistakes. Such that when the real sister that loves you now meets you, she doesn't want to break the code. Are you understanding me? She doesn't want to embarrass the other sisters. They've agreed on something. That's how this brother is. So, like, um, okay, are you serious about this thing you're saying? Uh, am I the only one telling this thing? When she starts asking that kind of question, you know that she has heard something. Are you understanding? Point. Sisters talk among themselves. Amen. Sit down. They talk among themselves. But the second thing I want to say to you is about the proposing or talking to sisters. Um, there is no particular way of approaching a lady. There is no one size fits all about talking to a lady. But I'll put it this way. You must also trust the fact that God is interested in you getting it right. Amen? Okay? So don't propose or make proposals that you never prayed about. You know, some brothers are just trial and error. I will try. This, today I will try. Today I will try. Man dies but once. <laughs> <laughs> Those are the things you are telling yourself. No, 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 no. You pray about it. Amen. What I found out that when you pray, if it was just a fleshly move, there will be no spiritual energy to do it. Amen. If it was a spiritual move, there will be spiritual energy to do it. And there will be a spiritual opportunity that will be created. Did you hear me? An opportunity will come out. Have you seen some brother trying to track his sister? <laughs> he's going this way, he's going that. <laughs> These cameras here, they show a lot of things. I see some of you brothers. He's not going this way. <laughs> then the sister is going that way, he starts going this way. <laughs> I need to collate some of those videos and show some of you. You understand that? Sometimes you see a brother scratching his head. You know who he's looking for. <laughs> but listen, when you start praying, don't ever undermine the place of prayer. Even matters like that, God the help person. You hear what I said? God helps. It, look at scripture. The scripture showed us how Abraham found um, Isaac's wife was found. It, it, it was prayer. He said, Look, if the woman is a woman, let so 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 happen. Then the lady came by the well. Today we don't have well, so. Eh? But we have spa. Are you understanding me? We have joints. We have places where people meet. Steps will be ordered. You will meet there. It will be that day that you went to collect something. You meet the, are you understanding me? There is a way that things just happen. And the opportunity will present itself. 
Rather than where the opportunity is not coming, you are still trying, you are still trying until you now spoil something. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. I want to take some questions because I don't want to go beyond this without taking questions. So, but the use of wisdom. Ever say wisdom. If you exercise wisdom, you will get the best deal. Amen. If you exercise wisdom, you will have a happier relationship. Glory to God. A happier relationship. Sometimes people want to correct their spouse. And they go about it in a way that they, what you are trying to achieve is not what is achieved. Are we together? It's not what is achieved. You hear what pastor said in church. It's people like you, pastor has been talking to. Some of you now, maybe your spouse even can say, here people get sense. Are you understanding me? How do you expect the person? That same thing would have been done another way. Wow. Wow. Do you, uh, there was something very interesting. You can listen to this thing. Say, what? Well, ah, it was interesting. I really liked it. I feel you like it. Then you'll be the one say, where is the tape now? Where is the message? Bring it now. Then when you will listen to it, that thing you wanted him to hear, he will not hear it. Or she will hear it. You know, some people don't like to be told, come, I want to correct you. Are you understanding me? That's another problem on the zone. Okay, but some people don't like to be told, come, I want to correct you. They don't like it. But you know that they need correction. Amen. So you have to exercise wisdom on how to still achieve that. Instead of giving them the opportunity to blank out every other thing you want to say. And then you don't have the opportunity to say it. Um, A man had a problem with his daughter. And... um, he, she was growing up and uh, he was concerned about the direction her life was going. I already saw that that problem was going to happen because I talked about it. This was many years back. We were still at uh, Rumokuta at that time. This would have been between 2001 and 2003. So I said, um, if you allow the, them, they were in their teenage years, 14, 15, I said, allow them to come to church. They, they, they were not staying too far away. I said, allow them to come to church on their own. He said, no. Then, one day, the daughter ran away from home. So he came to look for me. And he said, uh, I don't know what to do. And I said, she's, she's somewhere in town. She's with some friends or something. So finally, he saw her. Okay, when he came to see me, they had seen her, they caught her, brought her to the house, flogged her, uh, cut her hair, you know, and all that, and all that. She escaped again. And she went back to the shop and bought the exact clothes they tore and fixed the exact hair that they removed. So that's when he came to me and was telling me what happened. And I said, when you see her, don't catch her again. He said, why? He, said, he was so angry. He said, I will, I will, that girl, I will break her. I, will, I, I said, see, is this thing that is not working? I said, that's not how to do it. I said, when you see her, anywhere you see her, find out if she has eaten. Give her money. 
I said, because every time you are doing that to her, she runs back to those. Those are the people that say, don't worry, your father is a wicked man. You cannot help her that way. Do you know, finally, I even saw the girl on the streets. She ran. You know, I still remember the place. I saw her. She, I, I was driving. I saw her on the road. I said, this is the girl now. Although she had said doing fixing all those things, so she was looking different from the smog. So I parked. When I came down, I didn't see her again. <laughs> I said, well, you know, we have the wisdom of God. I entered my car and drove. Went far and parked. I used leg and came back. <laughs> she had come out again to where she was because as I came, she just hid somewhere. All the people were doing the mountains. So I drove far then. At quite a distance. I walked, 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 walked back to the place. She was there. I almost called her name. She's married now, so I almost called her name. I said, Ah. I said, How are you? Say fine. I said, Okay. I, me too. I've not even seen you since. Say yes. We spoke. I spoke with her like that. Like that. I said, ah, My office is not far from here. One of these days, come and see me. You know? And I gave her money. And I left. She, came, she was the one that came by herself to look for me. Amen. And I was able to help her go back home. Praise God. What am I saying? There are some things that wisdom can handle. Hallelujah. Are, are you with me? Wisdom. There are some brothers that are trying to get or win a spouse. Or there are some sisters that believe that that brother should propose. And the way they go about it, things go wrong. Hallelujah. If you have a question, please ask then I will finish up. I have, yes, Sister Carol is lifting her hand back there. Uh, Queen is lifting her hand back there. Good evening, Pastor. Good evening. The question I wanted to ask was based on the earlier talk you had about um, family and wisdom then in-laws. So I wanted to ask, um, in making decisions in family, for example, let's say things you want to do, like, okay, you want to buy a property, you want to do something as a family. Where do you draw the balance between, let's say, every of your projects or every of your moves you want to tell your family? Is it proper or? Yeah, I understand. Yeah. Okay. You see, eh? you have to understand the architecture of every family you enter. If you enter a family, you know, um, let me put it this way. There are some families that they are, everything they do, they do it together. Are you understanding me? That's how you met it. Even when he, the husband, let's assume now is the case, is your husband. Even when your husband was coming to tell you something, he was telling all his brothers, hey, she has not agreed yet, she will agree. Are you understanding? He told them everything. And you came into that kind of family. <laughs> you cannot be the divider. Are you understanding me? So you have to understand the architecture of the family that you came into. How they were already operating before you came. Am I communicating? Then there are some families that everybody is facing his own front. Are you understanding me? They, are facing, they, they say, ah, 
you, you, you are in a relationship with the guy. And I say, I have a brother in this town. I saw him last four years ago. His house is just there. Are you understanding me? He <laughs> uh, was on our grandfather's burial we saw last. Uh, one of these days, when I point the house to you. Or the day he introduced to his brother, and I say, ah, maybe you even went to uh, a shop together. You were buying something. I say, ah, that's my brother, dear. You know, sir, your brother, that's the same father, the same. I say, yeah, they see me direct. Are you understanding me? So, you, whether you are the lady or the man, you must understand the existing architecture of the family you are entering. That's how you will operate. Okay? You can't ignore how they were already operating. If they were operating that in such a way that that brother, when he buys property, he won't come and carry you, carry all of you, go and show it, I want to buy. Should I buy? Should I not buy? We know that that's how you two you will do. Are you understanding me? Uh-huh. So, it's based on the architecture of the, of the family. That's how you run. You can't ignore that. Alright? Except, there's a leading of truth that says, okay, don't do this. Are you understanding me? Maybe you had a specific leading, which you and your spouse, we talk about and agree on how to manage because um, it's contrary to how they normally do things in that family. I, I don't know if I'm making the point. So, it's important. You have to already um, understand the existing architecture of the family. So, if it was something that we're already doing like that, you have to know how to manage that. And then, your spouse. I didn't get you. Good. Now, if you don't like the architecture... You and your spouse have to agree on what you people will do together. You know why that's important? If your spouse does not totally agree with the decision, say, ah, me, I don't want to, let us do it like, let's do it like. When things fall out, he will stand with you. Are you understanding me? So he, he has to agree. We've had cases where a brother is very close to his mother and tells his mother everything. And the wife doesn't feel that that is Right. Are you understanding me? Ah, there are some things. Uh, okay, please. Eh? These are the things we will not say. These are the things. He has to totally agree with you. If not, he will come and tell and say, My wife say I should not tell you <laughs> that. And that's more trouble for you. Are you understanding me? Say, My wife said I should not tell you. Don't tell her I told you. Then the mother will start singing one old, uh, their village song in the house. Are you understanding me? And you, you don't understand that your husband is not with you. Am I communicating? So, in the same way also, I, I also have had situations where... Yeah, let, let me use my wife for an example. My wife is very close to her immediate elder sister. Maybe the age gap is just very narrow. And there's a way they function. Are you understanding me? There's a way they function. In the early times when we were in a relationship, um, now, my wife's elder sister is saved. Then she wasn't saved. So... She was not in support relationship. Okay? So I had an issue with her always telling her, maybe she saw me or something, say, don't tell her, leave my story. Are you understanding me? Leave my story. You know? That's <laughs> that short man again. Are you understanding me? <laughs> Wait till you talk. <laughs> you understand that? You know? So there was an existing architecture, but I cannot overlook the fact that. She loves her sister. She, you know, sometimes she will go there and then she will come back with something. 
Even after we got married, you know, ah, what, what is this one? Oh, my sister's one. I said, please stop collecting her things. Are you understanding me? I said, no, it's my sister now. You know, she also collects my things and so on and so forth. Now, there is a way that I have to understand what will work and what will not work. And I say, okay, see, this is what I don't want. This is what I want. And we have to agree on something. Are you understanding me? That will work for both of us. And they still maintain their relationship. And I think over the years, that relationship has helped because there are some rough times maybe the sister had. If she was not there for her, likely, I don't know what would have happened. Are you understanding me? So, um, we have to manage it. So, in a case where you don't like the architecture, you have to agree with your spouse on what will work. Praise God. You have to communicate and agree what will work. I don't know if I've answered. Yes, thank you. Please ask your questions. Tomorrow is couples alone. Good evening, sir. Good evening. Okay, my question is... Okay, first, I'm not in a relationship right now. And I want to get it right. So, but I don't know how to go about it. Like, I don't want to make a mistake. Like, you try, it fails. You try, it fails. I just want to hit it and it's right. So now, sometimes when they ask me, I'm like, I'm not in a relationship. They're like, okay, what are you waiting for? Won't you hook up? That kind of a thing. I want to be in a relationship, but I want to get it right. So now, my question is, am I going to get it right by just waiting? Or, (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) No, as believers, um, when you are praying and making confessions, you are not just waiting. So, you are praying and making confessions, I'm going to get it right. I declare that the next day, I just enemy. Now, I was making those confessions, even for myself. My friends would say, ah, what's happening? They were, oh, um, people are in relationships. I just enemy. people are in relationships. Then they would say, okay, you know, what's happening? And I said, the time you will see me, any sister you see me walking with, you know that is the sister. Are you understanding me? You will not see, any sister you see me with is the sister. When I then say, How do you know? So, when I see her, we know. I was making those confessions. So, you'll be making those confessions. When I see him, I will know. My spiritual senses will not fail. Are you understanding me? So, you start making those confessions. You're not just waiting, you are preparing the ground for it to happen. Now, because you are the lady, even if you meet someone that looks like the person, we always advise it's not spiritually wrong. We're just traditionally, we say, Don't make the Move. Are you understanding me? Don't make the move. Don't go and say, brother, you know they look. <laughs> Are you understanding me? You know? Praise God. There's a family, there are medical doctors, husband and wife in this town. You know, I lo- their testimony really inspires me a lot. The lady knew before the husband knew. And there are, we have that kind of testimony even here in church. The lady knew before the husband knew. And they were in university at that time. She knew. She was praying. And she, it dropped in her heart that that man, that brother is going to be the person who's going to get married to. So she said, okay. But the guy didn't know yet. And it was just this good guy that, this sister, how are you, sister? Oh, sister, how are you? Sister, how are you? Said, ah, how are you? Come and t- ask me now, how are you? I said, he was very nice to many sisters. And then they had a fellowship bus. So he was, a drive, he was the one that drives, um, he was the one driving the fellowship bus. So she said, he would drop everybody and drop her last. Yes, God bless you. 
You understand that? Nothing extra. So at the point she got upset because now other people will come and say, I was praying the other day, I just felt in my heart that there's something between you and um, this person. Other people had known. Are you understanding me? The brother did not know. So, what the story was that they had a cause or something coming up. And some of these, as she was coming down from the bus, she now said, I heard you know Mass. He said, Yes, come and teach me Mass. <laughs> as he was teaching at the Mass, that's when he knew. But she never told him. Are you understanding me? And then he, they're, they're happily married today. So, even if you know, let's assume it happens that way. You are not supposed to go and, you know, uh, and I'm not saying it's a sin. It's not. But the issue is that for the sake of, the, even the guy is not perfect. I just thought, there are some guys that maybe are afraid. Just say, oh, brother, I want to see you. Um, you are the one. <laughs> even the most organized brother would be a bit disorganized. Are you understanding me? <laughs> you know, like, you, you would think of it negatively. Are you understanding me? You would think of it negatively. Even if it's a positive thing. They're like, eh. <laughs> How? Why? Are you understanding me? Allow the guys do the chasing. Amen. Praise God. Glory to God. Good evening, Pastor, and good yes. evening, Church. Um, I have a quick, quick question here. Pastor, you talked about emotions, logic, and truth. And you said um, God's preferred way for us to be led in how we make our choices is truth. And you also made mention of the fact that we shouldn't be 100% emotionally driven. My question is this. Um, do we always um, draw our conclusions and choices, decisions from truth? Or are there times... Where we can lean on emotions or logic. Okay, I think I talked about that yesterday a little. Now, even when you're following truth, you don't ignore logic and emotions. Are you understanding me? But truth is the principal thing guiding you. Okay? I, I told the story yesterday. I want to go back to that. You know, um, it's just like God leads you on a project. And you are doing it. The, even the Bible says, watch and pray. Why is it saying watch? That means observe what is going on while you are praying. Amen. So you know the necessary adjustments you need to make. In pursuing anything that God gave you, there are human elements that must be considered. Are you listening to me? That's just how it is. There are human elements that must be considered. So, that's where the issue of logic and emotions come in. Are you understanding me? But you know that you will not leave the path of truth. So where logic and emotion will come in now is how you will approach that truth. Alright? How you will approach that truth. Let me give an instance. Concerning this property. We had received in our hearts that they will give it to us. It's ours. They will give it to us. Everything was working to the contrary. Now, when we started in negotiations, logic is that I have to know the people that matter. Are you understanding me? Okay, because I'm not going to be allowed in the community meeting to talk. Are you understanding me? They have their own council meetings. 
I'm not going to be there. So somebody has to speak for me in that place. So I call and say, logic is that come. Who are the people that say, oh, this man, that man, this man, that man. So okay, I go and meet them. And I make my case. Are you understanding me? Oh, we, we need prophet that is listening to me, looking at me. This, that, 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 that. And I make my case. I say, look, we'll take care of you. What are your concerns about the place? This, that, 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 that. And I talk to him. Then he says, well, I'm not the only one, no. You have to go and talk to this other person. Then I go to this other person. I say, introduce myself. I'm the church that has been using the place. This, that, 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 that. That's logic. But let me explain something to you. In the cause of it, there are some people here. I think I even spoke with uh, uh, Sister Carol then. Um, I spoke with uh, one other person. Apart from the committee people that went to speak to them. Uh, Mecca Sunday, uh, Swanu, uh, Richard, were you among? Uh, I, I think Dickin. The time we were trying to talk to them. You know, apart from that time. What happened was that they had gone far. They didn't ask me a question. It was about this small hall here. They said, eh, the person that will take this place has to leave that small hall for us. We want to be having our meetings there. And that was the last thing I wanted to hear. Are you understanding me? It's any other attachment. If we're here, we're here. Are you understanding me? So, that one took while, a while. So, I, I said, ah, but is a... So, I said, no. I will not give them the place. We will not give them the place. Do you know that those guys went back when they went to present it in the meeting, they said, uh, this is how they put it. They said, Pastor say we go to lock us outside. So, <laughs> when everybody heard it, they said, in the Bible, take the place. They said, go lock us outside. We don't go give up. Are you understanding me? And I got the feedback. I, when I mentioned Sister Carol, I mentioned it. She said, Pastor, why don't we just leave the, the place for them first? You know? Now, in my emotions, I don't want to leave the place. Are you understanding me? Like, uh, uh. So, one of the things that guided me was that when I saw that when God gave the children of Israel, Canaan, that God didn't drive out the people at once. Are you understanding me? Are you listening? That's truth. That's truth. Are you understanding me? It was small, small. Are you understanding me? Until they occupied the whole place. It was that truth that made me suppress my emotion of I don't want anybody around. I said, okay. Then somebody came and advised me. I said, even the chief, the, one of their major chiefs said, eh, it was that decision you made now that made us this. I said, okay. So if I allow this, he said, yes, I should allow it. I said, okay, I allow it. That part is politics. Are you understanding me? I cannot ignore it in seeing that God's will will come to me. I can't ignore it. So I said, okay, no problem. I give them the small one. And then he said, okay. The first times we came here, even when I'm looking at the place, are you understanding me? That's how it was. But you know, over the while, I don't. Sometimes come ask, were they around? They are even tired of. Are you understanding me? Are you getting me? It's not as it was before. Are they were they around? Are they not coming again? Now, like. No, I need them to be coming around because that's the only time I get to see them. Say, how are you doing? I understand me. You know, we have something else to do in front. I understand me. But I'm beginning to see how it is still helpful to me. Glory to God. So I don't know if I, you understand what I'm saying. Okay? So that's the blend. That's the blend. But we follow truth. We follow truth. Praise God. After this, then, Brother Albert, and then we're done. Sisters, you ask questions. 
There's only one wife that has asked a question here. Sisters are not asking questions. They're not asking questions. Okay, praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Pastor. Um, I want to ask based on influences on family parts. You know, there are some things you may want to hold within to address within in your family. Yes. And there are there are noses being popped into your issues, and people want to suggest, people want to do this, and like you said, you don't want to be harsh on your in-laws or some. I don't know if I'm making a sense. So how do you manage that path where you don't want them to have? so much influence on what you do. Okay, for me, I can manage my family. This is my stand, but maybe look at that. I don't want to be harsh on them. At the same time, I still don't want that excesses. So that's my question. I think it's similar to what she had asked, you know, where the issue of uh, you and your spouse, again, are the ones that will determine where you draw the line and how you draw it. Are you understanding me? Two of you can even go somewhere and they will give two of you advice. You know that you will not take it. But you will thank them and give them wine for the advice. Are you understand what I'm saying? So the point is that you, are, you and your spouse will be the one that will decide where you are drawing the line and how you will take it. Okay? I've heard of cases where even in-laws are trying to impose where the people should live. Are you understanding me? No, no, they shouldn't live in this city. They should live in this city. And then they now decide that this is what they're going to do. Okay, so how you will not be harsh? Because people um, handle something like that. Do you know that? Let's use an example. Like even your, if your wife, maybe let's assume that um, your wife's family wants you people to relocate from Nigeria, which sounds like a good thing, but you don't want to leave your job. Are you understanding me? And you want to you want to be here, and then they say we've done this, we've done that. They even talked about the opportunity, but you don't want to. Okay? Now, your wife buys into your idea of staying here. Okay? Then, her mother comes to visit and sits people down. I say, hey, the thing I was talking about, and bring your passports. Don't worry, I will pay for the visa if the money is the problem. I will pay for the ticket. Now, you now say, Mama, look, 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 I don't want you to interfere with this thing. I've told you, I don't, da, da, da. Even your wife that was supporting you might not be offended. Are you understanding me? Because of how you reacted. Am I communicating? So, the wisdom here is that in as much as she has agreed with you, both of you have to work together on how you are responding so that someone doesn't shift ground. Are you understanding me? Say, ah. In short, your wife now say, what is your problem? Say, what is, how much is this job? <laughs> you know, and because she's offended about how you responded, she's not shifting ground. So you have to manage her and uh, stay. I keep talking about it. Okay, why are we making this decision? Sometimes somebody might be unreasonable. It might be that what they're even advising is the correct advice. Are you understanding me? So you have to agree. Why are we saying we will not accept that thing? We've had situations like when my wife would ask me that, why, okay, why don't we want to do like this? Then we, sometimes you might find out that, okay, why? It's just that it's that person that said it. <laughs> Are you understanding me? It's, not, it's just that it's that person that said it. So what did the person say? Is it a bad thing? No. Okay, why, why don't we give attention to it? Alright, so, um, those kind of things come up. There, I've had to bend sometimes where maybe 
somebody said something, you know, and then blah, 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 blah. We finally arrived at, the, uh, at that same point. So, it comes back to you and your spouse drawing the line and having an agreement on what will work. Albert, and that should be... The, I'll give a sister an opportunity. If you're a lady here, you don't ask a question, please. Okay, thank you. Thank you, Pastor. Yes. Um, I have two questions. One is, um, to what extent can one forgive in a relationship? Can one forgive? Yes. Like, to yes. what extent should yes. one forgive in a relationship? Okay. That's one. Then the second one is, how do... Let me use myself. How do I create a balance? Let me say, I picture the kind of family I want, but I meet the wrong set of people like I meet people wherever I am on my own I know that this person cannot give me what I want then when I notice all those kind of things I end at the end it I look like I'm not the baba for the girls kind of thing that's that's you and a girl is the girl you're talking about now yes like, so you, you now find out that's not what you want yes it's not what I want them because of that I just leave and then go Elsewhere, then now looks like this guy is a bad guy, kind of. And now, this is what I'm pastor. I desire a thing whereby, let me say, to have a Christian home one and then keep that part. Let me say, if there are challenges, I, I need someone that, let me say, can pray, pray things out. So, for instance, eh, let me just assume that maybe I'm not in the house, I went out, and then I have issues in the house. There's issues, at least. I need someone that um, could lay hands on my children, pray for the child, and then depending on when I come back, at least let that be a prayer that can sustain for us. Alright, the first question, I would like Pastor to help me out here. You know, the first question was forgive. You understand that? So she, she has practiced forgiveness. Let her, let her <laughs> talk about forgiveness. But the second one is about. Um, um, you meet somebody and it's not what you want, you know. Now, what we're even advising now and counseling is that don't even start if you're not sure that's what you want. Amen. So you don't have to get to the end to find that that's not what you want. Don't even start when. And I tell people, don't date someone you can't marry. Simple. Don't date someone you can't marry. If you can't marry a person, what are you dating a person for? Praise God. Alright, so that already answers that. But how much should you forgive someone you are in a relationship with? Um, you are not your married though. Relationship. Well, I believe there are certain things that are not about forgiveness. Are you understanding me? It, it just means that relationship shouldn't be. Maybe I've seen a lot of person that talk. Amen. Then I will answer. <laughs> so answer him directly. Yeah. Okay, the person is taking advantage of your forgiveness. So where does it stop? I wish there yeah, could be like uh, more because I, I all of us don't have the same tolerance level. Are you understanding me? Okay, there are some things that are not such. They are not so much of an issue, but somebody will take it. Are you understanding me? Uh-huh. So, um, I, 
I would have answered it this way. Because you are not specific. You are not specific. So I will use the illustrations that I can remember. Now, you are acting as a brother. So you are not the sister. If a lady is between you, Amen. And you are laughing now, but those things are happening. <laughs> she has broken your head before. She has taken off your tooth before. You say you are forgiving. I will cancel you otherwise. Amen. Okay. But if there are, there are some minor infractions, there are things that maybe the person is temperamental, not necessarily violent. You know, the person is, uh, has mood swings. The person is stubborn. I, I don't know if you understand. Uh, there's some things you can live with. If you can live with it, forgive. If you can't live with it, then... So, I think the answer is that you will check what you can live with. Say, no, no, I can't live with this. There are certain things that... Even if I'm a pastor, there's certain things I feel I can't live with. Are you understanding me? Uh, so, if I can't live with it, then there's no need to die there. Are you understanding me? <laughs> you can't live with it, you can't live with it. Then there are some things you can live with. So, um, I, the question you ask is not, it's not yet a marriage. It's a relationship. That's why I'm answering like that. Okay? It's not yet a marriage. So, you are not bound to say that you must tolerate everything. If you can't live with it, then there's no need going further um, to uh, consolidate the relationship. So I wish you were more specific. I would have been able to uh, answer it that way. They're asking more questions. We are out of time. Asanda, I know you wanted to say something. Okay. Praise the Lord. Um, Pastor, my question is. In a situation where I feel, I know, I am ready to get married, but maybe my parents or my mom or my dad, collectively, individually, they feel like I need to achieve or attain a certain level before I get married. How do I handle it? Well, you have to talk to them and prove to them that you are ready. Are you understanding me? They will have reasons why. One thing, I don't always ignore what reasonable sorry to say there are some parents that are not reasonable what reasonable parents say are you understand because parents know their children you understand that parents know their children I went with a friend of mine to his parents house in university days as he came the mother says Kata you don't call <laughs> so I was wondering why she was calling him that she doesn't call him his name she calls him Scatter. and we at least a little grown at that time, scattered. But you guys scattered here today. Are you understanding me? So what I'm saying is that parents know their children. So if your parents, that means there's something that they are afraid of or something they are concerned about. Your job is to convince them otherwise. Are you understanding me? So you can sit them down and say, oh, this da 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 da. My parents had an opinion about where I should marry or who I should marry. And then I will talk about it. I will bring up my own 
issues and explain until they are convinced otherwise. You know, but at the end of the day, you are the one getting married. Be convincing now. You're coming from the angle of talking to them about it. Yes. What if it has to do with attaining that level that they want? Is that not also convincing them? But then it's taking time, but you feel like you're ready now. You are a lady. At, at the, they are not the ones setting the time clock for when that will be achieved. Okay. What if that is not achieved until you are 60? <laughs> are you examining me? Yes, sir. There are some things you might plan to achieve at 25. It didn't work. Or it has not yet worked. You still want to achieve it. It has not yet worked. Alright, so you should be able to say, unless you too want to achieve it, fine. If it's something you want to do, not imposed on you, fine. But if it's something that they are imposing on you, you should be able to convince them that you don't need that to get married. Last person that, uh, um, yes, right. <laughs> Good evening, Pastor. Yes. Just to uh, put life to um, Abad's question yes. as to for, like, um, how often you keep forgiving yes. your spouse. Uh, I want to give a life situation what, of what happened. Um, it's a court matter and um, the couples, the husband was having an affair outside while the wife got offended went out her own have her own uh, affairs and um, got pregnant in the circumstance and it got to a point where the man said he does not want the marriage any longer but somehow the judge in his wisdom <coughs> had to sit See how to reconcile the relationship and ask the man, do you truly want this relationship to be dissolved? And the man deep inside and said, I forgive my wife in spite of the pregnancy. Now my question is, if that man, for me I cannot, but if that, if that man will forgive the wife with another man's child and she still goes ahead to do some other thing that is related what other points can the man still continue to forgive the woman that's my question okay the life situation yes okay um uh, that i be, i believe that that man is an exceptional man is exceptional and uh, um, I commend his courage. <laughs> yes, and uh, exceptional, you know. But what? Uh, no, no, no. Understand, understand. I don't even know if he was a believer or something, but exceptional. Now, um, the truth is this: when it comes to matters like that, it cannot. You cannot generalize. It has to be on a case by case basis. I don't know why he decided to forgive. So, if I knew the details of their case, I'd be able to say, okay, what's the wife's problem? I've seen a man that is married to a lady that has problems. She's not healthy. Are you understanding me? 
you know, and then she does some kind of things. And she will do it again. And she will do it again. Are you understand me? But he has accepted her like that. So, maybe in this case, the man knows that there is a particular problem that she has. Are you understanding me? That he feels that he can manage. But if it's an issue of he sees that outright um, 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 dishonesty, outright um, wickedness, then I don't think he should continue. Are you understanding me? I don't think he should continue. I won't be the best place to tell the man what to do because I've not heard his case and his circumstance and... Um, but we always commend him for what he did, you know. That's a big one. Praise God. We're done. Let me just take that. Yeah, yeah, is, yeah okay, okay. Praise God. Let's rise. Thank you for listening to this message. If you have been blessed, you can reach us by email on info at faith faith online.org.